All right, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic Idiocy here on the Southern Scrap Nation podcast channel. I'm your host as always, Daniel Jonas, and today is Monday, April 20th, 2020, here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Happy 420 to everybody, especially those in states where it's legal and considered an essential business. It's a win for potheads everywhere this year. You guys get the whole month off. You guys get to kill it as an essential business. Throw it up there right next to the uh, to the ABC stores and liquor stores. And on top of that, some states, legal as fuck. Some states, like this one, don't really care and don't really even think about it. Or they try, but then there's like small towns like Lumberton, North Carolina, or Whiteville. Yeah, there's a Whiteville, North Carolina, or some shit like that. Like, it's a, it, it it's what you would think, a, it's what you would think a city in North Carolina would be named. And those, uh, those cities, psh, those are the ones that keep us from being able to do the fun stuff. That being said, today we'll be going over some UFC and MMA news just because why not um, keep it fun and light? Might talk a little bit of M- might talk a little MMA just because there's a lot of nostalgic fights going on. And as far as on the YouTube page, and I've been seeing on Reddit, and my friend, thank you, Ricky, for uh, letting me borrow his fight pass and being able to watch like Pride and stuff. And he's been watching UFC before our UFC 100s, so UFC 84 and 90s or whatever. So it's been cool to see the difference in, it's been cool to see the difference in, like, our technique and the change in the abilities of the fighter and just how far the sport's grown and not that long, you know, 10 years, maybe less. Um, so why don't we get into some news, see if there's anything worth talking about in MMA. Um, it says here, Tyron Woodley says he's still the champion in mind, seeking performances in 2020 to get back the title. Man, for me, Tyron, unless he stops doing all that other, other stuff, which he did go to Thailand and trained at AKA there, and don't get me wrong, that's a fucking awesome gym, and I love training there. Shout out to Mark and the guys there and Mike Swick and uh, Dylan, the MMA coach Dylan. What a cool guy. He he runs a great M- uh, class too. And the wealth of knowledge that they have is perfect. They also have not they just signed a UFC fighter, Man- Manel Camp or Cape from Ryzen, who, you know, who looks promising as far as being able to fight on the big stage and then transferring it to the UFC. I think he's definitely ready for that. And, you know, if Tyron Woodley's going there, it's definitely worth going, checking it out. And I'm sure they gave him a lot of, you know, I'm sure they gave him a lot of time and they worked with him a bunch. That being said, you got to stop with the rap career and the movies and stuff like that, and you just got to, yeah. He's saying he wants to fight sooner than later. He was supposed to fight Leon Edwards. But then Colby wants to talk to him or start talking. 
I don't care. One of the two. I'd rather see the Leon Edwards fight because I don't want to see Leon Edwards get cut out of the deal. Because Leon Edwards, man. I was watching a video of him seamlessly go from punching to elbows, and it's like, bro. He's a tr- he's problems. He's problems for anyone in that top five. Um, now you got to get Ponzinibbio back in there because what what is he going to offer as far as where he stands in the welterweight division? Because I'm pretty sure he's in the top ten, and he hasn't fought in like two years. He might even be top five. No. Well, maybe. No, that's not right. No way. No way. Um, right now it says that Connor's in the top welterweight rankings. Get the fuck out of here. No way. Let's see. ESPN. Two thousand fifteen. No. Why isn't this on? Okay, here we go. UFC rankings. I'm gonna go through off the UFC website. Still, if it's got. Okay, this makes more sense. Also, no, it doesn't. Why is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson five? Gilbert Burns makes sense. He came up six. That makes sense. He fought. Oh, okay. Ponzinibbio is not even on the list anymore. Fuck. Okay. Okay. That may, okay, that makes sense. This doesn't. Jeff Neal, why did Jeff Neal go down too? Jeff Neal, if he fights. Jeff Neal should fight. Okay, no, I, I wonder. I wonder. Because in front of him is Robbie Lawler, Nate Diaz, which you're probably not going to fight Robbie, probably not going to fight Nate. Rafael dos Anjos. Probably could get that fight. Michael Chiesa, Damian Mile, Gilbert Burns, Jeff Neal versus. You don't want to do Gilbert Burns. You want Gilbert Burns to go against one of the top four or five people. And I think he's supposed to fight Steven Wonderboy Thompson. I can't. I don't know. There's supposed to be a lot of fights, but obviously that's not happening. Anyway. It's the welterweight rankings. It's a big old mess. But that being said, what else we got going on here? Breakdown. Dustin Poirier breaks in front of him. Blast defeat. Frank Mir's a free agent, so have fun picking that up. Free fights. Khabib versus Rafael. Ah, damn, that was a good fight. I watched it this morning. Man, you really see the... You really see the the intelligence that Khabib has with grappling and just overall combat. Because you see a guy in Rafael dos Anjos, that southpaw Muay Thai fighter with great jiu-jitsu. But that's what he is. He's a southpaw Muay Thai fighter with great jiu-jitsu. What's Khabib? He's a fighter. Like, people want to classify him as a grappler, but there was plenty of shots in this fight where Khabib clips Rafael with a left hook. And for being as wild as he is, the aggressiveness and the ability to be able to just clamp his hands together at any moment on you, I mean, he can be wild. Like, that's part of being a fighter. Some people are wild strikers. 
but it's because their grappling is so terrifying that what are you going to do? We're not in a kickboxing match. I don't have to stand and fight rule to rule with you under the, in boxing terms, the Queensberry rules. Like, I can drop at any moment and try to grab your legs. Now, imagine someone so fucking good at that that you're going to back up and you're going to make sure that your hands are somewhere where you can stop one or the other. And that's why he clips really good strikers like Connor and sits them down on their butt and knocks out people. It's because he, the explosiveness that he throws his, some, his self for takedowns is the same explosiveness he throws for punches. So maybe you get out of the way of one and you're like, damn, this guy has no technique. It doesn't matter. Because then next thing you know, your back's against the cage and then he's around your waist. Rafael is an amazing grappler. He's a world champion in IBJJF as a black belt, right? RDA Jiu-Jitsu. Black, blacky belt, blacky belch. Well, spell belt better. Um. He was a, let me get you, let me get you, world champion 2003 as a purple belt, right? European bronze medalist as a black belt. All right, so he's a world champion as a purple belt. That, did not even realize. I thought he was a world champion. A black belt? Nope. Purple belt even. So, yes, he is very good at jiu-jitsu. Better than most people in MMA. And I'm starting to realize that through watching fights. is like, oh, I didn't realize how little some people spend on jiu-jitsu, but I forget that, you know, some people have an affinity towards striking, and maybe they go, I can't believe that many people spend time on jiu-jitsu. Um, I can't believe how many people don't spend enough time doing this for boxing. I can't believe enough people don't spend enough time doing these for wrestling. Like, everyone's, there's different people with different mindsets, so you see some people go and do jiu-jitsu, and you go, God damn. I didn't realize how little they know. And with Rafael de Santos, he's jiu-jitsu is obviously one of the best in in the UFC. Maybe not anymore because of guys like Adolfo Vieira and who's who's the other one? Who's the other one? And Davi Hamos. But on average better. Now, Khabib ragdolled him. And then Rafael tried to take him down. He's like, fuck out of here. And then ragdolled him even more. And then every time he'd go for a submission, which like I said, most of his, he'd probably submit majority of people in the world. And majority of people in MMA, if it was just grappling. Khabib's like, don't you ever try to do that. And then smashed him for it. And then you see Rafael go out and demolish people with their grappling, like a Neil Magny. Or even after this fight, he goes and demolishes Anthony Pettis. And during the whole fight, you hear Joe go, oh, I would love to watch um, Khabib versus Anthony Pettis. I wouldn't. Not after what he did to Rafael Dos Anjos. And then what Rafael Dos Anjos did to Anthony Pettis. And people are like, oh, MMA math doesn't work. In that case, it fucking does, because... All that Rafael did was just implore a heavy grappling game plan and pressured Anthony Pettis the whole entire time. 
and made him guess whether or not he was going for a takedown or he was punching. That's Khabib's game since he was fighting bears. He was trying to confuse bears with his hands to get a low single. It's been the same shit, and he's the best at it. So when I was listening to that, I was like, God damn. Ugh. But anyway, so watch that fight. You see the absolute brilliance of what being good at fighting is compared to being good at jujitsu and being good at Muay Thai. And like I do, if you're a martial artist, the way I look at it is, if you're a martial artist, do. Do, get, do go train a kickboxing class or a Muay Thai class and then do a jiu-jitsu class and do a wrestling class, right? If you're, if you're first getting into this, do the classes. Get into each martial art individually because each of them carries their own traditions and their own community and their own, like, way of thinking. And, you know, it's important to be a part of it and understand it. Right. If I'm, um, I gotta understand if I want to, if I want to train Muay Thai. If I want to, for me, if I want to teach Muay Thai, I gotta understand Muay Thai. And I can't just understand like how to punch and kick. I gotta understand what is the significance of why these techniques were developed and through the culture, like why is it such a big deal, and how it influenced the culture. And that's why I, that's why I went and did what I did. The same thing with jiu-jitsu. you got to understand where it came from. And, and so what I'm trying to say is there's an importance to each martial art and the culture that they come from and the community that's around them. But there's something to be said about someone that can just learn fighting, right? Like Jorge Masvidal, who didn't learn fighting the most orthodox way ever, but has a very high fight IQ and... I was saying that Jorge had a good, def- like, had good defense as far as for the number of fights he's had, and he's, like, you know, kept it together. Like, he, you see a guy with that many fights, and BJ Penn's the other side of it, right? But you get a guy like Jorge Masvidal now is reaching his peak, but he's had, like, fucking a tie number of fights behind him in MMA, which is unseen. And then I realized, like, he gets dropped most fights, but his ability to come back and have this dog aspect in him, I mean, the game-bred nickname and moniker fits this, but you see this, it's something that's built from where he started, and it's not in a, it's not in a kickboxing class, and it's not in a jiu-jitsu class. This ver- ferocity and viciousness that's carried and the intent behind his strikes it's like you only learn that if someone else is trying to do that to you and your back's really up against, like, if it's really dangerous, right? Because in those fights, someone could have, like, bit him. They could have carried a knight. And he says it in his he says it in his YouTube videos. It's like, you don't know if someone has a knife. And easily someone could have just hit a shank or something like that in the middle of the fight, gave him a little good little stab. So there's something about having that mentality, and then you go into a ring, and the guy across from you is like, okay, well, I'm ready for this fight. And some of them are wrestlers, and some of them come from uh, a sport where they're like, okay, I'm ready for this competition. And that's where a guy like Khabib and a guy like Jorge and a guy that comes from, even Derek Lewis a little bit, 
um, that comes from that like unorthodox way of fighting can capitalize, but they have to get their mind there. It's like, oh, I can be as brutal as I want to because there's a guy here to stop me from it getting any crazier. So that's why when you see Jorge get in the clinch with Nate and he starts landing those elbows and he starts fucking driving it in, like you don't see, you don't see that from a lot of people. You don't see that extra gear. A lot of people, it's, all, it's mostly, you know, ones, twos, points, point, you know, sparring, um, point striking, and, you know, making sure that they stay alive. Which, it works, because you get a guy like John Jones, George St. Pierre even. George St. Pierre is one of the greatest fighters of all time. He didn't take a lot of damage. But you understand why when you watch his fights. I mean, I'm not watching him twice, but that's fine. He's the champ for a reason. He wins. He's a winner. So, there's two ways to go about it. And they're not wrong. It's just an expression of who you are. So, you know, I don't, I I mean, I, I appreciate both. I appreciate someone who can go in there and then just dominate and keep someone from being able to dominate them. And I can appreciate someone that's just like, Time to go baptize this motherfucker. And then goes out there and starts as a guy in five seconds. Like, you know, I can appreciate both. All right. So what else is going on? Oh, and for those that are looking to get into MMA and as a martial artist and you don't know where to start, definitely do those classes because what's great is um, this is another point that I wanted to make is when you go into a boxing, like boxing is the best example. They don't give a fuck about your grappling. Because you're not going to do it there. So they go, okay, I don't care if you fight MMA. We're boxing right now. That doesn't bother me. So then you get good because you're just boxing with a boxer who doesn't give a shit about MMA. Or you go and you do Muay Thai with just a person that does Muay Thai. Like, they don't give a shit about MMA. Or you do it with a grappler. Like do, The downside of just doing an MMA class is you get other people that are MMA and they don't want to bruise their ego. So they'll either, you know go easy and make an excuse. I'm not saying everybody, or they'll go too hard to prove a point. So the downside of an MMA class is that you're not, you're getting people, and at some point you do have to do MMA, right? But uh, that's more just like situational, like you're working on things. You're not necessarily like, I mean, I guess you, I mean, you spar MMA, but there's a downside to it. Because people are more extreme either way. But, and I will say, uh, yeah, I mean, boxing is the best example of it. Like, go into a boxing ring and be like, I do MMA. I'll fuck you up. Um, John Jones and... And Juan Blakovich getting into a weird exchange. And Jones says, Now suddenly I'm afraid of a good of a dog fight. Pretty sure I walked him down for twenty minutes straight twenty-five minutes straight talking about Dom Reyes. The one thing about being the champion of the world, you gotta search for fresh meat on every soil. I'm feeling like popping some cherry in Poland. I haven't had that yet. Dominic Reyes believes that John Jones doesn't want another dog fight with him. And then Juan replies, so it's a date. Can't wait to fist you. 
All right. First of all, John goes, first of all, it would be a fight, not a date, and you're not going to be fisting anyone. What a strange guy you are, Jan. To be fair, John, you did say that you wanted to go pop a cherry in Poland. So, John likes to pop cherries, not on dates. And then Juan wants to fist him. And then Juan shows the picture or the video of him knocking out Luke. You know, there was a pun intended. You know, there was a pun intended because you started it. John, quick reminder how I use my fists. And then Dave Rickles says he can fist anyone he wants. He's an adult. <laughs> about to time about time to start tweeting reckless. Getting better with the Twitter culture though. Dana White, UFCPI in Africa, whatever. Um been slow week slow week there until it's the vulnerable boy thompson um going back and forth to be the nice guy oh wait maybe reminds me of the time darren till came back home to fight in liverpool this is ariel hawani liverpool except gsp actually won the fight 12 years ago Today, the roof came off the Bell Center in Montreal. And this is ESPN. I'm George. I was actually at both of those fights. I'm pretty sure GSP didn't miss weight either. Oh, shit. Kelvin did in November. I didn't take any compl- I didn't take any percentage and didn't complain. I was at that fight, too. Technically, just staying faster. Did not miss weight. Junior King. I think I'm getting that. Oh, Errol Hawani, Wonder Boy heel turn. This is a bigger than Ho. Anyway. Oh, here are some fights that got away with us. Got away from us. Silver versus GSP, yes. Lesnar versus Fader. Uh, Fader would fuck Lesnar up. Khabib versus Ferguson. I mean, if I had $15, which these five fights are you making? Cyborg versus Ronda. Mm, once again, not a fight I'd want to see. Dillashaw versus Johnson. I'm all right. Pettis versus Aldo. I'd love to watch that. I'd still love to watch that. Jones versus Rumble. Love to watch that now. Barnett versus Rodriguez. Hughes versus Parisian. For those that... I don't know why you'd want to watch these now. With the fights that we've had... It goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like With what I've... With the shit that we've seen now, fighters be able to do... For example, O'Connor or Khabib, Tony, like these guys that are the top right now. Like, why the fuck would you want to watch Hughes versus Parisian? Why the fuck would you want to watch Coleman versus Shamrock? Like, 
You want to watch terrible technique fight each other? Oh, but it's classic, and they were some of the best. Yeah, when we didn't know anything was else was possible, and then we had our eyes open up to Anderson Silva and the likes of George St. Pierre, and even closer to their era, like the likes of fucking... I mean, Krokop, for example. Like, that guy's striking was immeasurably better than any of those guys. And you're going to try to sit here and be like, would you rather watch that or Jones versus Rumble? Fuck out of here. Like, Jones versus Rumble every day because they're still in fighting shape. Shogun versus Wanderlei? Yeah, I want to watch two drunk guys fight at a bar. That'd be great. Yeah, in their prime... Obviously, that would have been a great fight. But once again, you'd find the same reckless behavior in a bar fight. Like, there's no... Yeah, they were good at punching and kicking. Like, there wasn't, like, the eloquence... Or there wasn't, like, a... Like, a... Yeah, eloquence to it. Just like there is with Israel fighting or Silva fighting. Like, I I like watching people who defy... Human capability. Right, I want to see excellence. I want to see, in this case, why not put a Jones versus Anderson? Not saying that fight would have ever happened, but to me, that seems way more in- interesting than who would win before Liddell versus Henderson. I don't know. Two guys that are just going to stop or are going to just sprawl and brawl with each other? Whoever fucking lands the first punch. I don't know. Oh, but isn't that exciting? Once again, you can see that at a bar. Or I go to Reddit, and it's on the front page of Public Freakouts or something. MMA should... We're, we're past the... We're past the... Oh, yeah, two guys just fighting and kicking and punching each other. We're past that. It's not what it is anymore. Now, there are definitely people out there that are still watching it, but they missed the point. And them missing the point is the exact reason why... those people aren't in the UFC, like as far as fighters, why those fighters don't work in the UFC anymore because they're stubborn and they can't see past what fighting it or what punching and kicking is. So they get caught and they don't, and they get, they get killed by this, the technique and the complexity of what fighting is. There's times to be, realistic about it like there's times to be like it is just punching and kicking like when Khabib grabs a hold of you and he starts punching the fuck out of you and he's on the ground yeah at that point it's just punching and it's just it's just a it's just technique that he's implementing like there's nothing there's no complexity to it on what he's doing however to understand what he is doing you have to go through compact you have to go through the complexity of it in order to put it in context, compartmentalize it, and make it simple. That's the goal of any kind of knowledge, and fighting's the same way. If it looks easy to do, that's because they're making it look easy to do because they're so fucking good at it. Painting, when you look at someone paint something awesome, you go, I could fucking do that. Because they're so good at it, it makes it look easy. Like, that's what you want to do. That's how you know you're fucking good. 
right? There's a if there's a if there's a smoothness to it. I could do what Connor does. All he does is just jug back and punch. The timing, the reflexes, the setting up, the feints, the, all these little things. I could do what Israel does. There's a lot of little things that these people do that you don't see. And then if you try to do it, like, oh, man. Okay, so little little context. I'm trying to find some stuff to talk about as far as moving on from this MMA stuff because there is a – well, the last 30 minutes there is a subject I want to talk about now that I'm seeing it on my social media and – I kind of just want to. I just I want to address it on here because I know a lot of them aren't gonna fucking listen to this anyways, so it's wasted on deaf ears. But I just want to get it out here rather than write it down on Facebook and join the fucking debates and the back and forth, um, just petty virtue signaling bullshit. Like I'd rather just express it vocally because that's what I'm, I do. I do better that way. I do better that way. I come off more logical and less endearing through text. But that's because I don't come from a texting household. I come from a mom who, at a point in life, wouldn't text me but would email me and treat me like her, uh, like her uh, clients. Sincerely, attorney at law, Joan, da-da-da-da-da. Re grades. Hey, mom. I'm in my bedroom. You don't have to email me. All right. So what happened was I'm on Reddit, Black Twitter, Black People Twitter, fucking greatest subreddit ever. Um, this this girl goes homemade seafood mac and cheese for. I'm assuming for you or whatever. Get you Amy or for my man. Get you Amy. The fish she has in it are like those little tiny... They still got the heads on it. Um, it's mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese, with like those uh, those small fish. What are they called? They're like the... I guess sardine. I guess they could be sardines. Yeah, they might be sardines, but... Ew. They're like mac and cheese with sardines in it. They're not even fried or anything. They're just like... And this, this guy... This guy direct messages her. You don't know me, but I am aware of who you are, lady. I just wanted to inform you inform you that I would catch live grenades with my bare hands before I eat any of the seafood mac you made. Furthermore, I'll be reporting you to the authorities. I know you are trying to off your dude and can't stand by Wilt's an innocent life is taken unless he likes it. And if that if that is the case, I'm telling both you I'm telling on both you. Shame on you. Is that macaroni and cheese? Fucking gross. <laughs> Could you imagine putting like the mackerel or yeah in, in craft mac and cheese? I'm sure there's a way to make mac and cheese. I'm sure there's a way to make a seafood mac and cheese with like lobster. That's like lobster mac and cheese. But I'm sure there's a way that you can do it with fucking um I'm sure there's a way that you can do it with like fish but that is not the way all right before i get into what i want to talk about and rant on my soapbox and i'm gonna let you know and this is what i'm talking about uh picture denver nurses 
blocking anti-lockdown protests. And I watched this woman yell at this nurse in the middle of the street. You get to go to work. Why can't I go to work? You think that motherfucker wants to be in a hospital with a bunch of sick people? You get to go to work. Why can't I get to go to work? So that's what they sound like. And it's not if she's right or wrong. It's more just like, hey, if you sound like that, go home. No one likes you. If you can do this, why can't I do it? You have you have a you have a, you have children at home. You have a family. You're a, you're an adult. Like you lived a life. You brought life into maybe brought life into this world possibly. Oh, if this is a real tweet, get the fuck out of here. Yes, the K word is stronger than the N word, at least currently. Misogyny and patriarchy have been around longer than slavery. Just don't use either, okay? Stop saying Karen. Karen is a sexist and racist term equivalent to the N word for white women. Calling Karen is an attempt to get rid of women's rights and stand up for themselves. Shut up, Karen. I. That. That's the most privileged fucking statement ever. <laughs> that is the most privileged fucking statement ever. My my feelings hurt. Words words hurt me and they make me they make me not feel good. People are the worst. Okay. So since it's getting to that point. And I think what what's happening is people are getting stir crazy inside. You can start seeing it. Some people's real, some people's real personalities are coming out. My real personality is coming out in the sense that I can't use jujitsu and I can't punch and kick things. It makes me sad. It makes me sad, and that's that's as far as it gets me. As it gets me a little bit depressed. Um, I haven't been able to lose weight. It fucking sucks because I do enough. Like through my day, I work enough that I can like, work off a certain number of calories. But now that I'm at home, I can do the home workouts, and I can eat right, but it's just, like, it doesn't come off as easy because I'm not putting in as much work, and it's a shame because there's no way to do that, and there's no way to replicate that unless I have my training partners, and da-da-da-da-da. So it's, it's frustrating, and I get it. It fucking sucks, and I hate it. And there's certain people that are in even worse positions, and I... I, it's one of those, it's one of those moments where it, and I get it, like there's people that are even worse positions where they can't go to work to feed their family. So I can understand that there is going to be tension and there's going to be a lot of tension. However, there are, there's just like this fucking thing and we're showing that we're, we're more than this, right? If there's people that are standing up to the government, it's showing that you obviously feel like you know more than the government and that you have this, that you've done the research and that you're a woke thinker. And then on the other side, which is crazy that I'm saying on the other side, there are people that are like, if you go outside, you fucking die. And that's because that's what science says and not what the government says. So both sides don't think the government's right. Right, both sides are just like 
fuck the government. It's about science. So first of all, science is the win here. But also, you still pigeonhole yourself into two fucking sides? Really? Really? I thought we could think better than this. But no, once again, humans fail to surprise me. Instead of coming together in this one neutral way of thinking, instead of maybe even even like splintering out into more than one group where it's like 25% in this group, 25% in this group, 25, four fucking different groups. I don't care. But no, we went from political parties to two different political parties to now two different ways of thinking in a pandemic. You have two teams on the fucking pandemic and it is exhausting watching y'all fight on fucking Facebook. It is exhausting watching people that barely talk to each other to begin with are now engaging in full-on discussions that they have no expertise in. And the reason why I say that is because no one's got an expertise in it because the coronavirus is a novel virus, which means it's fucking new. So there's the one side that's like, we should go outside. It's not killing anyone. It's only killing one to two, three percent of the people. And that's not a fucking lie. Okay, but then there's the other side that's like, oh, if you go outside, you'll kill everybody and everything you've ever loved and everything you ever love, and it will kill everybody. Is it worth killing the economy to, for this? Hey, let's think logically. There are certain areas that the, that the cases are higher in more highly populated areas because the virus is killing people. So the more people, the more chance it can kill somebody. The less people, the less they can kill some. I, why am I explaining this to you? And then you have other states that they're going to take it into their own hands, and the government's going to. And that's what. Just go by what the CDC says. Go by what the local governor says. Right? If your governor isn't opening up, hey, tough shit. Sorry, that's the way it is. You should have thought about moving. You shouldn't have lived in a big city. When you watch zombie movies, uh, they don't do it about a zombie movie or they don't do it about a town in the middle of fucking Illinois or let's see, what's a good fucking middle state? In the middle of Kansas, in the middle of Nebraska. Like, they don't do it about that. They do it about big fucking cities because that shows the danger of it. They do it in a city where it's in Nebraska and a person gets the zombie or there's like a town and like three people become zombies, they'll kill them. And then that's the end of it. They're like, well, we had a zombie outbreak, but then we really narrowed it down. There's not that many people. And we kept our distance and we took them out. And New York, obviously the numbers are higher. And states like North Carolina, like this one, the numbers are higher in certain areas. Some places went ahead and they, and they took the right precautions so they're not as affected. And some states are like, well, we're going to open up, like Florida. They're like, we're going to open up the beaches. And then numbers went up. Okay, what's, what's going to fucking happen? People are going to do what people want to do. But the fact that we're going to get on both sides and then try to argue two points that are fucking ridiculous... You got two people, you got people that are like, this is the only argument, and then you got this side that's like, this is the only argument. 
the argument that you're going to kill everybody and everyone you know and other people's grandmas, stop. Stop trying to fear Stop trying to fear people back into their house. You're awful. And then the fact that you can go online and fucking police people and snitch on them. Okay, what are we? Germany back in 1942? And that, and I know that, and that premise is hack at this point because most people say, oh, well, what do we have to wear? A fucking armband? When I go outside, I should just do it out of, out of, but that other side that's like, oh, what, I should wear an armband because it's Germany 1942? I should be able to go to back to work now and all this and like, oh, what if we, what, what if it just kills one or two percent of the population? It's not that bad. It's like whatever. It's like the the people that are, it's like the government, like the economy's got to suffer. That side's also fucking wrong. Why? Because it's not about that. It's about trying to stop a disease from spreading. Hey. I get it. It sucks to be locked inside. And it sucks that you can't just house those, your, you can't, you can't house your fucking thoughts for just a couple more weeks. That's all they're asking is a couple more weeks. That's it. They're asking for a couple guidelines. They're looking for a couple better stats to make sure that this thing doesn't resurge and make everything worse again, which it might and definitely will from what I'm seeing from the active people. But if you're, best argument is to scream at a nurse you get to go to work why can't i when they're sitting there getting the a viral load the size of a a, a bigger size than you'll ever get by just rubbing shoulders with someone at your uh at your work right they have a chance of getting the biggest viral load that fucking kills them and you're asking, and you have the audacity to be like, you can go back to work. Why can't I go back to work? Because you're a child. That's exactly why. Because you're a fucking child, and the statements like that are the exact reason. You can't, I mean, oh, you all are sheep if you're just going to stay at home and just be held up and just listen to what the government says. You're sheep. You're sheep. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be your argument is that your sheep? Okay. Okay. Because last time I checked, you pigeonholed yourself into one side, and you're now the assholes. And then the other side, they're equally terrible, but they're more bitches. But both sides, equally bad. Both sides are terrible. Both sides don't have a fucking horse in the race. It, it gets worse, too. And, and the worse it gets, and when I mean that, is, like, the more people start to side up and they start to get to one, like, the more we stay inside, the more people gr- grow on each side. The more people get, oh, I'm a sheep? You're the one that's joining a side. You're the one joining a fucking side. You're the one actively now arguing with people on Facebook. You're now actively being part of a group that all has the no sheep sign. You're now all sheep of your own creation. The same people that travel to another fucking country to be like, I'm going to get away from the rat race. I'm going to get away from 
all this, uh, I'm going to get away from all this corporate life, nine to five housing, and I'm going to go work in a remote location. And they're all in the same cafe doing all the same shit, listening to the same fucking podcast, writing the same fucking vlog and blog, and now they're their own rat race. People are going to tribe up. People are going to be in different tribes. But to think that you're right and your tribe is right on everything is ridiculous, especially if you're part of a huge tribe. If you're part of a huge tribe, that means your tribe doesn't think about a lot. It means it rallied behind one thing and then didn't really put the thought and effort into the rest of it. Because it's more than just... It's more than just you're killing people. And it's more than just the economy is going to fail. There's more to it. And instead of just being like, you know what? I'm on the it kills everybody side. Or I'm on the if this doesn't kill everybody, the economy is going to kill everybody side. Abortion is killing a life. No, abortion is, the, is a woman's right to choose. No, it's not. It's a medical procedure and it and what you deem is considered life is your own perspective. And then, two, a woman's right is not determined based on whether or not she can get an abortion. Should women get an abortion? They should be able to get the whatever the fuck they want to. But why does it have to be about abortion? Oh, because it kills a baby. Does it, though? Like, that's a whole science question. Like, that's not what we're arguing. We're arguing whether or not women should have uh, the right to have a medical procedure. It's the same shit. Like, no one's thinking. They're just arguing different points that have no, that don't. Uh, one's arguing about the economic or the economy having a terrible turn on society and the U.S. Uh, or the United States in general, just society in general. Just communities all over are going to suffer. Small businesses, fucking an economic downturn. Great Depression, the worst we've ever seen since the 20s. No one's arguing that's not going to happen, and that's not scary. But the other side's like, well, if you go outside, you're going to kill everyone. We're also not arguing that we're going to go out there and cough on everybody. We just want small businesses to open, and then they can implement us, you know, their own six feet away and do what the big grocery stores are doing. If the big grocery stores are open, I don't see why a little place can't be open, right? And that's what they're trying to say. It's different points, and you both are on fucking Facebook at each other talking about something that you guys and you guys are in that you guys see every you guys see each other every day when you're not there and I get it, y'all miss each other but to argue about shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. Your arguments are dumb and you're gonna... And to just see there on the outside, it's like, I hope I don't have to come back to this type of fucking behavior when everything's open and when everything's back. And then you guys are going to be assholes to each other when we're back and people are going to create distances and, and you're going to create your own little try. And I, I just don't want to see that. I don't want people to be people that were good friends and, you know, maybe they, they weren't even friends, but they were just, um, they were just, they were just good acquaintances and they were, you know, they were polite and civil. And I hope that they don't, you know, 
doesn't become like less civil because they were arguing two separate fucking points. We should be able to go out. If I can go to work, what, or you can go to work, why can't I go to work? Okay, what do you do for a job? Well, I'm... Let's see what this woman... I'm an administrator at a... What is she, I'm the administrator at the school. That's what she looks like. She looks like a school administrator. I'm an administrator at school. Okay, well, they're shutting down schools because we don't want the kids to get sick. Yeah, but why does he get to work? Because he's trying to help those people that are sick. He's considered essential. You can do school online. It's what most people get their fucking degrees in anyways. Nurses blocking anti-lockdown protests in Denver. Denver is the kind of badassery that we should all aspire to. Oh, it's so badass. Is it? Is it that they're just blocking traffic? Oh, it's so, it's so badass. They're stopping people from going to protest in their cars. Oh, what a, oh, so badass. Even more badass than that time that that guy killed Osama bin Laden. Not, not as badass. This guy standing in front of a white woman screaming at him whether or not his job's important as he as he as he struggled and fought his way through nursing school and now got to the point to help assholes like her when she gets sick so badass <laughs> what's the, what's even funnier is it, it's the guys that they go to these protests and they just like it's an open carry state and they just like have their machine guns. We're here to we're here to we're here to protest and we're here to do it peacefully. Now, don't be ashamed or don't be we're doing we're here to be, have a peaceful protest. Now, our guns may say otherwise. Well, I promise you it's going to be peaceful. Unless you don't want it to happen, then it won't be peaceful. Okay, so I'm glad we're to this point. We're to the we're to the casual argument of it's peaceful until it doesn't get peaceful. Mm. Smart. Any man will spot the problem with this picture. It's a guy walking with his jacket and his wife's cold because she doesn't have a jacket and she's wearing a dress. And it's like he should give her her jacket. Oh, so he should be equally as cold. You guys want equality? Get your own fucking jacket. Hmm. Well, that's what I got for you today. I hope you have a happy 420. I hope you guys get to just smoke away the day and take care of your problems tomorrow. Um, oh, if you haven't seen, it's hilarious. Go to our slash space on reddit a journalist in 1962 asking people if there's life on another planet in sydney australia this shit's hilarious because it's like you're asking people if there's life on another planet you know 50 60 years ago like what bro i'm just trying to get back to my family it's life on another planet i have a tv with three channels 
I don't think about that stuff. And it is kind of a waste of time to think about as a human, but you know, the more we grow up and the more we evolve as a people, the more brain has the capacity to think about those things. You know what the joy of being a gazelle is? You don't think about death. And then when it happens, you don't really think about it. You just die. As a human, you spend your life thinking about it. You spend your life thinking about death if, it's not the, if that's not the biggest curse God gave us, is that if, there, if you believe in that kind of thing, uh, is that you're, you're quote-unquote woke enough to think about your own existence. It's the world's double-edged sword. All right? You're the best species on the planet because you can think and enjoy the enjoy and this is something that everyone should be thinking about regardless of what time what side you're on you're a human and as humans you can fight this disease off and as humans we have the intelligence and we have the capacity to learn and adapt and overcome situations like this even though as humans we tend to get to our monkey side and then think we're better than monkeys but yet we stick our phone, our head in phones, which if you give a chimpanzee a fucking phone, it does the same thing a human does. It just like looks at it and scrolls. Um, and then we think we're better than monkeys, but then we yell at each other about inane shit. We're not. There's certain situations that we're not better than our hairy counterpart. But then there's situations where it shows, and this is one of them. The ability to overcome and adapt. The ability to come up with to come up with protocols, as shitty as they may be, as they come up with protocols to at least save people that a zebra, which I learned recently, zebras only are in packs, not because they are like horses and have, and have like herd mentality, it's because they're in packs because they don't want to be eaten, so it's a good diversion. They use their own kind as diversions, Right? As humans, we think about those that we have no connection with. We think about those in other parts of the world that we would never, ever meet or even know what their TikTok handle is. But yet, we care about them, and we do what we can to make sure that that person's grandma doesn't die. So, as a species, that's what we should be looking at. We should be hoping and having faith in each other and in those that want to get rid of this because they do. There are people out there. If you care about someone's grandma in Wuhan, there's a, there's a person in science right now that cares equally if not more about your grandma in Wisconsin. And they're doing their best to create some vaccine or a test or whatever allows us to get back to normal life or what will be normal life. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, remember, we're a team. We're a tribe. All right? As much as we don't want to feel like we're monkeys, we're monkeys. Now, instead of trying to be like, who's the better monkey, embrace that you're fucking monkeys, and let's work together and build and solve this problem. And then we all get the bananas we want at the end. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Enjoy your photo 20. Until next time, remember, check out sunscrapnation.com for everything. Go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, southernscrapnation.com. That's southernscrapnation.com.
Dotcom for everything. I've been your host, Daniel Jonas. As always, have a good rest of your teen, and I will see you tomorrow, maybe. Peace.